Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Your hosts today, Robbie Rockets, 12617, and the dude, Dariel, are here to bring you a new episode of Spit Wars. Here we go, let's dive in. Dariel, we have finally made it to the final season of The Clone Wars. The end of it all. The creme de la creme. The and climax. We have back-to-back seasons where our uh, good friend, Admiral Trench, is back to start us off in the revival of The Clone Wars. Thank God he's not here for long. I know. Well, we got the Battle of Anaxis happening. Rex Cody. They're basically like, all right, we're outmatched right now. These, this guy knows our every single move. And I don't know what to do. Yeah, the the Republic's in a pickle. Also, what's amazing about these episodes and this battle on an axis are the far rim sieges, the sieges on the outer rim that we hear so much about. In Revenge of the Sith. In the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah, we just got, uh, me and Master Windu just got back from our, uh, the outer rim sieges. Oh, I hope this war ends. It's what kept Anakin away from Padme for so long. Mm, this is also true. We get to see a little Anakin Padme action. All- and things are awkward between them. Yeah, because you know what it is? It's like a long-distance relationship. But and also, he, she think- says there was something he wanted to tell her. Yeah. He knew about the children. So it was like he had a feeling of something. You know, I was wondering, do you think Rex knew about Anakin and Padme being married. Yeah. I mean, he was covering for them, so he must have had known something. You know, he knew something was definitely up. Maybe not, we won't go as far to say marriage per se, but he knew that they had a relationship. That they were, they were in a... Entanglement. entanglement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's very, I I just, it had crossed my mind. And I thought it was very interesting because they made it well known he's like oh well you got to do that thing for me you know what thing sir you know the thing thing you know that thing all right i'm gonna let you guys go figure this out but we get introduced to the badass clone squad oh you mean badass as in uh a relation to their name the bad batch precisely because they are their squad name they are the bad batch they're Clone Mutated. Force 99. Oh, nice little touch, a la Rex. I gotta say, I these guys, I love how they enter. You know, just like, all right, bring in the ship, and everyone's going about their business, and they're like, holy crap, we're gonna get killed here by these guys landing. Oh. And they get out the, they get out their ship, and they look so different compared to all the other clones. I know. And I'm not talking in terms of their face or whatever. I'm talking demeanor, everything. Because it's it's almost like they're not soldiers per se, but they're almost for hire. Kinda like bounty hunters. In a way. And they're they're the bounty hunters of the clone army, I guess. In a sense. It's very similar to that because you have four guys. We got Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, and Crosshair. You know, and these guys, they work very well together. And the only reason they work well together is because of Hunter. Because Hunter can tolerate all the bullshit that every single one of them puts up. Yeah, he could tolerate Crosshair's snobbiness, Techie's uh, tech. Yeah, and his blabbering of tech. Yeah. 
in a sense. And, and uh, he can handle just Wrecker's Wrecker. Wrecker's. Wrecker is the stereotypical character. Yeah, there's is there always. <laughs> have you noticed throughout the whole series, there's always that Hulk character? There's always that headstrong, oh, I want to go in and destroy everything. And yeah. Oh, man, I wanted to do that. Oh, you know, they want to, they just want to go, you know. Twenty-four-seven. Fun. Okay. That's all he wants. Do I get to blow up the ship? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. He just wants to have some fun. But they call these guys in because now they're able to throw off Trench, knowing that something's irregular because he knows every single thing that's going on. They're able to infiltrate a base and get the cyber, you know, cyber center. And who would have thought that our own amazing clone, OG Echo, is still, still alive? alive. Okay, I know we're rewatching the series, but let's let's uh, rewind a bit. Rewind to the first time you saw this episode. The first time I saw it. When season seven premiered for the first time, you're watching this episode, you're introduced to this new clone troop, you know, 99. Oh my God, they're fucking awesome. You're watching the episode. Oh, cool. Oh, look, it's Padme. Oh, look, this is, these are the Outer Rim Sieges. Boom, fast forward to the end. And we get that reveal. So, oh my God, that's Echo. What, what is your reaction? My uh, whole my whole thing was when Rex speculated Echo to be alive, I said, yo, I could believe that because listen, I was binge watching the show beforehand and we never saw Echo's body. We only saw a helmet. I said, yo, he actually, Rex might be right. Long behold at the end. So now the only thing where I assumed or just kind of correlated, because it's the first time that we heard he goes, oh yeah, it's a code CT1409. And that's mm. the first time we actually knew Echo's clone trooper number. We never this knew it beforehand. True. We know Rex's. So, yeah. And to me, well, that's because Krell always called mm. him by his name. We know fives. But to hear that, I said, maybe that's Echo's number. I said, we don't know it. And lo and behold, he's alive. It's a live signal. And that's what Tech said. He said, the signal's live. It's you know, happening, yeah happening right now and we learned that the signal was also live because the more knowledge echo sent out that's how the signal kept on working it worked by how he was yeah so you knew with him alive this was happening it's amazing that he is alive and it's a it's an insane twist and i'm gonna do a little i'm gonna i i made you flashback and do a little rewind a bit i'm gonna do my own little rewind all right season seven just premiered it's an early Friday morning. I'm laying in bed, drinking coffee. Oh my God. No, they just revealed Echo's alive. <gasps> is he really alive? Did they take his brain? Is he hooked up to a machine? How is he alive? Is he actually humanly alive? Or is he some sort of brain? Did the Separatists like mind wash him? Are we having some uh, Marvel Winter Soldier action? What is going on? It was almost like we kind of had that. Yeah, that was like the fear in the back of your head. Because Anakin, the Bad Batch, and Rex and Cody, Cody got hurt in the, in the sense, but so it was mostly the rest of them. But they go to the Techno Union to stop Wat Tambor, you know, and because they originally thought the locals had something to do with it, locals had nothing to do with it, and they, they led want them to the Techno no Union. No part in anything going on. They want to be neutral, and long behold, they're wow. Able to they wanted to be rescue. neutral. Yeah, what else is new, right? <sighs> Like every episode of the Clone Wars, I want to be neutral. Well, you got to pick a side. Yeah, well, this Fine. is in real life where you can be Switzerland, in all honesty. But 
he's basically he's more machine than he was human. He basically becomes such a key person in this arc, being alive and the great touching moment of Rex and Echo reuniting, like chills running through. Yeah, because when we find out Echo's alive, that's he we have an last. OG. We have an OG yeah. that actually survived. Exactly. You know, we lost everyone in Domino We've, Squad. And Domino Echo Squad just, is decimated. Fives was gone. Heavy's gone. Uh, Droid Bait. They're all, they're all gone, you know? And to have someone come back was great. It was phenomenal. And it's, it's great when they make their escape because basically they're tech able to call in the creatures. They make their escape. And of course, now we're back to the neutral system of the natives having to choose a side when the techno union tries to come back at them. You know, good you thing Anakin nice killed Wat Tambor in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Thank God. You know, cha- change your radio I, I station, him. Watt. <laughs> he but, is our property. But it's amazing through this arc, Anakin, you're seeing how well developed his powers came fighting these giant robots. Giant robots. He... Did it. He could have done it single-handedly. He wasn't lying when he eventually encounters Count Dooku at the end of this. This is true. His powers have so, doubled. I gotta say, and Echo being the leader of going after the Dreadnought and Trench's forces and everything, and a lot of them not realizing, can we trust this guy? He's been under a separatist system the whole time. Rex is like, no, we can trust him. This is Rex my knows. guy. This is my friend. Yeah, he wouldn't betray us. And it's great how I love Mace's speech to give the droids a chance to surrender. <laughs> Massive big dick energy because he pulls up and he says, I have destroyed, how many was it? A hundred and five hundred and something he, thousand. Yeah. It was like some absurd number. Droids throughout the duration of the Clone Wars. And I will give you a chance <laughs> to surrender. Oh, to, me it, was, to me it was like, Great kid, don't get cocky. <laughs> you know? But... What the hell? They, him and Obi-Wan end up having to take out these guys. I don't know Obi-Wan's feelings towards it. He must have been like, you should have told me. Why didn't you tell me? I, well, I, I, I am not prepared for this. Yeah. It's, it's great while this arc goes on because Echo basically has to send in all the droids to Mace and Obi-Wan to get things going. And while on Trench's ship, they realize now there's a bomb that could destroy the majority of the planet. And this is how much closer you see Anakin getting to the dark side to get that final number in the sequence because they shocked Echo out of the system. Like, he, he goes to Lance. Light, life. threatens his life. He freaking slices his spider arms off. The robotic ones he first of all gave him <laughs> by blowing his ship up. And then moments after, Trench discloses the final number. He executes him. He kills him. Cold blood. Well, not cold blood because it's kind of self-defense, but... Jedi scum! <laughs> So, what are you going to do? But I love that Anakin then got the detonator and gave it to Wrecker to blow the ship up. Because Wrecker Wrecker loved it. Because that was the highlight for him. Because he was upset that Crosshair was wrecking droids like crazy, deflecting everything. And Wrecker's like, oh man, he's going to beat my Wrecker. Wrecker. (laughs) But at least Wrecker got to blow shit up. Yeah, you know that's all you wanted to do. What's cool these first four episodes is I love the fact during Anakin's little call with Padme in the first episode, he's debating going with Rex. Yeah, 
And she tells him, you learn from, he learns from you. You would do the same thing. And he would follow you always. You got to follow him this time. So it's cool seeing Anakin being someone's support for once. Because I think everyone supports Anakin. I don't think you rarely ever see Anakin support anyone outside of probably like Ahsoka and Padme. Oh, and Padme. Yeah, and Obi-Wan. So some great, great stuff. Yeah, the Bad Batch. I can't wait for the spinoff. I love I would, that. I can't wait. I Rex would love gives it. the approval to Echo, saying, "Listen, you can go with them." Yeah, and I that that part, I was like, "I'm like, come on, join them. You got to join them. Don't be a don't, you knew it. You knew he, he basically He's too different. Yeah, he became a clone trooper ninety nine because of what he was to the separatists. Yeah, so it was. It was really touching to actually get Echo back, the reunion between him and Rex, you know, OGs. These are OGs right there. I just wish we got more of the Bad Batch throughout the Clone Wars series. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool, you know. But hell, the whole season of the Bad Batch, they could probably go through flashbacks of missions that they may have previously done beforehand. You this know, is also true. I feel like something that would also pick up is we may see what happened right after they left Anaxis. Because right after they left Anaxis, not too long after that, Order 66. 66. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to what we see happen with this group. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is going to be something. How these guys are clones and how they'll adjust to a new world order. As clones, no less. And I think it's going to be a big key to how certain clones were alive to regroup in Rebels. I think it plays a big factor in... Oh, like guys like Gregor. Gregor, Wolf, and Rex together. I think this plays a very, very big role in filling in a plot hole to things. I think you're onto something, bud. <laughs> I think you're onto something, kiddo. We and then after Across this... the end of that arc... We're we're given a little, I call it a little filler. It kind of is a little filler, because it it doesn't do much to progress the story until the end of this arc. It was just something. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah, it's like it's cool. It, I'm not gonna bash it and say it's horrible because it's not. They're actually great episodes. They are. Um, they're, they're touching. You see, you have. But to I, know. I think I think within the context that this season is only 12 episodes. So in a 12 episode season, that's supposed to be the final season. I guess you wish you got more meat. You know what it is? I feel like we didn't get as much due to the fact that we got the lost missions. That's also true. You're right. You're right. The only issue is, is more episodes we were supposed to get was going to be son of Dathomir and dark disciple. So a little damper was put on us because of the whole, you know, Disney transaction and stuff. Those were like important chunks that were put into a novel and a comic book. So I guess this is your filler because we didn't have anything else that's big to throw in. But it's good filler. We've in the Clone Wars series, we've had worse filler. A hundred percent, hundred percent true. And to know what Ahsoka started to do after after getting kicked out of the Jedi Order. And seeing how she's encountered these two sisters who are just nobodies. And not only that, she has to hide 
who she really is mm-hmm. with the force they're frowned they frown upon jedis and she heard the point of view to start off with she didn't really find out until later on but she's still hiding it from them and she's helping them in a sense as well like do things and yeah what not interesting what they tell her towards the end you know you may not be a jedi like in the order but you still act like a jedi like she has a different point of view when it all comes to it yeah she's not like a regular person she's not acting like a regular person she's acting like a jedi doing helping others and finding peaceful resolutions and the light side and all that and it's interesting because she relates to trace about this you know trace helps her because she said it's something my mother would do and for Ahsoka, it's something that sh- it's just in her nature. That's what she was raised to do. Yeah. That's all she's known. She and doesn't that's, know anything else. That's why Ahsoka hides that she knows the Force because Trace saying the Jedi aren't heroes. And it's crazy because through all that, you see that she still has things she hasn't let go. She says that she had a brother, Anakin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where she learned things. And then flying in Skywalker Academy. These little, you know, subliminal drops for that, for everything. Yeah, not really disclosing who she is or where she's from. You know, she's just giving things of her life, but not the full extent. She's not lying. She's not. She's she, just. She learned that from it in Obi-Wan. A point though. of view. Yeah. You know, just which how, is which is something we notice later on when she faces uh, a certain Zabrak. Yeah. So, how things? This was like you know her buildup from the aftermath to coming back in a sense, because she basically now she's helping these sisters. Cause we have Rafa who's like almost like a Han Solo type person. Yeah. I feel she's the female Han version. Solo, but doesn't know what she's doing. Cause Han Solo more or less knows what, knows he's, what doing. he's doing. And you know, she's she's, a, she gets in over her head. She doesn't think about it. She just thinks like, Oh, this is how much I'm going to make from this. I need to do this. It's survival. It's based off survival. Yeah, because she's got to look out for her sister. Mm-hmm. So and herself, and mostly herself. herself. And it's crazy. So they take this mission that they don't know much about. Of course, on this silver angel, can't forget the silver angel. You can't forget the but ship's name. Such a great I name. love how Ahsoka is on that ship, and now they're in the wrong lane, flying out. And yeah. Admiral Yularen contacts them. I hate and him. It's. I actually, I'm a fan of Yularen. He's such a stick in the mud. (laughs) But this gives me vibes from Return of the Jedi. Ah, Anakin trying to get on the, not, well. This is like Anakin, yeah. Luke is on the shuttle trying to get on the I shouldn't have come, I jeopardized the mission. And he says, let them go. Meanwhile, Anakin here says, just let them go, Yularen. So. But I think, I think with Luke, he senses it strongly it's like an intense like where he knows it seems like with ahsoka it was he felt it but it was like a faint yes and the only thing that makes me say the difference to it is they weren't communicating with each other it's not that i think it more had to do with luke and vader being related by blood father and son and i feel it's a deeper well that's a deeper connection but also think of anakin and ahsoka's connection their connection was severed in a sense, yeah. When she, she left the order, parted ways. So that little faint connection doesn't—it's it, still make there. Them think it's, much. Oh, it's almost like the connection between Dooku and Yoda that 
Palpatine used. Yes. So it's I, I like that. I like that they had that little thing. And we now realize we're going. What, do you, what are, we, where are we going? We're, we're flying we're, to Kessel. We're going right? to Kessel because. And we're going to run something, right? We're going to run some spice. Your friend's old job was running spice. You're a spice runner? You're a stormtrooper? Were you a spice runner? Were you a scavenger? We can do this all night. You don't have all night. And we come to the thing of Ahsoka now having it being involved in a mission of running spice and oh because you mean the former Jedi having an issue dealing drugs and the crazy thing is it involves the pikes the pikes are in everything and the one thing I love that Ahsoka says about the pikes is that the pikes are gangsters I think it's great I just the hearing, Pikes are gangsters. The Huts are gangsters. Just hearing the word the gangster in Star Wars is just gangsters. General. Yes, just hearing gangsters in Star Wars, it just makes me laugh because you don't see that really. I feel. No, you know? What gangsters did you see in um the movies? The guy who was saying, Ca- yeah, "Well, Captain- I'm wanted on uh ten systems." Yeah, uh, come he on. doesn't like you either. Get him on, out you tell me that guy's a gangster? Come on. Nah, he ain't no gangster. He lost his arm. <laughs> <laughs> but Jabba's a gangster. Uh, yeah. Jabba's the G. 100% Jabba's the G. So now we're going to the Pikes, and I could not stand how attached Trace is to this ship right now and that she dumped that's the her spice. First, that's her first ship? Come on. That's the Silver I Angel, understand. baby. I understand. It's the Silver Angel, baby. You gotta, you don't you gotta respect dump the it. spice. We all know what happens when you dump cargo. Oh. Look, at what, look at what happened to Han Solo. He dumped some cargo once, and yeah. Jabba put a hit on his head so big he couldn't go, on, go to a civilized system, and then he became a hood. He became a, a decoration ornament for Jabba's palace because, you know, frozen carbonite, and then it became a whole big thing, and then Luke and Leia had to rescue him. And uh, I hear you. The moral of the story is don't drop the cargo. Don't yeah. drop the spice. You- Nothing goes right important stuff obviously very valuable because what ends up happening is they're caught and it's so funny because it works where ahsoka is now using mind tricks and eventually it doesn't work because mind tricks don't work on me only money and that's what the pikes want they want money you know they realize one guy is like uh sir that's totally not how things go on. You're the leader that's, and you're letting that happen. Like, <laughs> seriously? But I don't get that. How did, how did a grunt not a grunt. work? Yeah, seriously. I, never under, I don't get that. Long behold, they get caught in a snap. They're caught instantaneously. They, they, had, a, they had a sliver of, a sliver of hope. Eh. And then that ship came with the tractor beam. Yeah, no. And three ships. Oh, yeah, you're them. right. Three ships caught them in that tractor beam. But them being caught, we finally learned the truth about the, the Martez sisters on why they hate the Jedi because of Zero the Hutt escaping and Cad Bane being responsible for the mess with the Jedi pursuing both Cad and Zero, their, fa- their parents being killed. And it shows you how the Jedi's reckless abandon has a negative effect. On people. Yeah. It's insane when you think about it because they're supposed to be the keepers of peace. And they're yeah. destroying lives of the people they're quote unquote protecting. So, what are you keeping the peace for, man? It's very shocking to how it all pans out because you obviously know now Luminara Unduli was the one who spoke to them about everything. And they were basically just told, Remember, 
the force will be with you, always. And it upset them because that's all they could say about us losing our parents. I, hey, you I know mean, the force, man. They did. They did compliment Luminara. I'll give her that. <laughs> but it's crazy because now Ahsoka once again using her powers to try and get out. They all like escape and everything, and they're being watched by a certain Mandalorian. So. I, I mean, you don't know who it is at first, but I knew instantaneously. I'm sure you knew instantaneously. You could recognize yeah. the voice. The voice? And once I saw it, you saw a little ornament on the helmet, and I was like, I know who that is. You knew instantaneously. It's my girl. Yeah, you know it's Bo-Katan. And it's crazy because they're all living and learning right now as everything goes on. And finally, you come to the point that they're watched and they escape, they're caught again, and it allows them all to now strike a deal. Ahsoka basically sacrificing herself. She does sacrifice herself. And But what's also awesome about the whole thing is she sacrifices herself, but at the same time, she, she has the Martez sisters free, and the Martez sisters come up with a counter deal on they, their own. Yeah. They are on their own, steal spice to from deliver. the pikes. Yeah. From the pikes, no less. They take in the pikes' own spice to free Ahsoka. And it's crazy because this all sets up Maul for Solo because she sees Maul in a transmission with the pikes when she escapes after the Martez sisters are gone. And she it shows you that, yeah, signal. that he's still working with them. Because we know he was working with them, but he gets captured by Sidious, so we don't know. Well, I mean, if you read the Son of Dathomir. Then you knew you what knew really that went on. Yeah, he, he got captured and Death Watch rescued him. And yeah, you know, Gar him. Saxon, of yeah. course. But she is wondering why this guy is even on Mandalore. And she already has this place rigged to blow. And the Pikes now realize they're dealing with the Jedi, which now causes the Martez sisters to come back. They're all in distraught. They're upset that Ahsoka never told never them. Never the told truth. them. You know, they obviously blow the place. Well, not the whole place, but the place does get blown. And they escape. They get back to Coruscant. And they're not happy with her, but they do reconcile. They understand. And I want to point out, so you were saying Ahsoka's romances comes into this arc with the Martez sisters. And you say, I'm assuming, obviously, Ahsoka and Trace. Yeah, I felt a I, little... I, I, I do I, see that. I can yeah. see that connection. You see it now, right? Yeah. Because it's like she holds an attachment to, to Trace. And it's more than just like, oh, look at this little girl. It's like... You know, and what makes me believe it a little more is that the original story of this, when before Disney took over Clone Wars, Ahsoka was supposed to meet a guy in a bike shop like that when she crash lands and oh. had, a, had a romance with this guy. Mm -hmm. And obviously it changed because Disney took over, they changed it up a bit. And I think it'd be pretty interesting if this is the case. Who knows? For all we know, after Rebels, maybe Ahsoka went back this way and one of them was in hiding or they or rekindle who's to a say friendship that somewhere. Between the times her helping out the Rebellion. She was with her. She was with, yeah. You she know, was with Trace and maybe so you may, Trace you had, died. You definitely had me thinking. I must tell you. Sure. That's what I'm here, bud, to <laughs> open your mind to other possibilities within the living force and cosmic force. Mostly the cosmic force. It's my speciality. I love it. At least they were able to reconcile, but 
Bo-Katan finally revealed and wants Ahsoka for the help against Maul. Finally get back Mandalore. The Siege of Mandalore, the Siege of Mandalore, the Siege of Mandalore. This was the best final arc that this season, this show could have gotten because we heard the Siege of Mandalore. So many times in Rebels in the Mandalorian TV show. We're we're all like, you're about the Siege of Mandalore. I'm like, what the hell happened? What the hell happened? We got this guy Rex just saying, oh, Ahsoka Tano, I haven't, you know, really done anything with her since the Siege of Mandalore. Mandalore. Like, where's the Siege of Mandalore? Can we get the Siege of Mandalore, please? I I need it. Did it happen before or after she left the Order? Tell me. Oh, like we needed the Siege of Mandalore. I was so ecstatic when we got this. Finally. Star Wars dope I need. And we start off with, obviously, this arc. Anakin and Obi-Wan always in the middle of battle. And, of course, Anakin having to save his ass. Of course. We're at the Battle of Yorbana. And Anakin just amazing. Cocky. Cocky. So cocky. Oh, it's it's so Even funny. when he kills the tactical droid and he's like, like oh, uh, Master, you could stay here hiding or... And I'm sure Obi-Wan just wants to say, Great kid! Don't get cocky! <laughs> Like, every time, every time. You know, it it's so funny how he finally like calls upon the surrender. He's like, Yeah, bring the droid out and kills him right away. And Rex and everyone else comes up, R2 comes up as they were underneath the bridge. And it's great when this goes down because I love when Obi-Wan's like, All right, Cody, go on, go have some fun in the fun. fight. Yeah. <laughs> like Obi-Wan doesn't even want to fight. He's just like can I go home? Uh, yeah, he's like, I don't even want to be here anymore. This isn't fun. But it's great because I love when Admiral Yalaren contacts Obi-Wan and Anakin saying they have a transmission from Fulcrum. Of course, they think it's Saw Gerrera. I was like, Saw Gerrera, get the hell out of here. Screw him. He's not important right now. <laughs> All right? He's really not that important right now. I could care less if he showed up in the final season. I know we're going to get him in Rebels. All right, we got him in Rogue One. We don't need to see him in this final season. Okay, but amazing how it ends up being Ahsoka. Anakin is like, oh my God, holy Awestruck. shit. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You're here, you're here. Okay, okay, okay. I have something to show you. I have something to show you. And Ahsoka is like, no, nah, she has no time for these pleasantries. She's yeah. ready to crack down to business. She hasn't seen Anakin in a while. And Anakin wants to catch up and everything, but she, she's got no time for it. R2, I love R2 in this moment because he's like shaking up and down. Like he's super excited. But I think Ahsoka's kind of in the wrong. I feel like she should have shown a little more. Compassion like, to him. Because like you, as, you as the siege goes on, you know, when they get to Mandalore and the whole battle and everything's happening, we learn that events are concurrent with what's going to happen in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. and It's happening at the same exact time. My whole thing was, I thought she would have been so much more ecstatic to see Anakin because of what happened in the Martez sisters arc. Yeah. She calls him a brother. She says, oh, I went to Skywalker Academy, which doesn't exist. She referenced his name and yet she has no time to deal with it. Yeah. It's a little sad. She lets the fact that her leaving the Jedi Order means that she can't have those connections with her former comrades. Yeah, and it, it's crazy It's weird. Say that. Yeah, because when she's on the ship and all the clone troopers are saluting her. Because, yeah, she's not a jet. She was never Experience. a member. Yeah, 
she isn't a member of the Jedi Order, but doesn't mean that she wasn't a soldier in the Grand Army of the Republic. And it's a sign of respect. Yeah. And it's crazy that you talk about this whole thing of like emotions and all that stuff because Obi-Wan doesn't even let his emotions get involved with this because Bo-Katan throws it in his face. She's like, listen, you cared for my sister. And he's like, yeah, but I can't let it cloud my judgment on this. I can't get involved with this. But see, that's the difference. That's the difference in in deciding when to not have that attachment. Yeah. Because Ahsoka not allowing is her not letting go of her issues with the order and allowing that those issues to affect the present. Because when we find when because we know it's gonna happen eventually. We know Order sixty six is happening. Yes. She's gonna encounter Darth Maul on Mandalore, and and he's gonna disclose some heavy stuff. I like that Ahsoka was appreciative of now she gets the 501st Battalion designs their helmets in her Yeah, she gets a, she gets a, like a small group she of gets, the 501st. She gets half of the 501st making Rex commander and her being an advisor to Rex on this mission now. And she gets her lightsabers back and they're blue. They're blue because, of course. You know, you know how Anakin is. He wants to make sure everything's the same as him. But now this happening as they head to Mandalore, Anakin and Obi-Wan head to the start of Revenge of the Sith. They're going to rescue the Emperor. I'm um, not the Emperor, the Palpatine. You know, the Chancellor. Still, I'm sorry. Still. But the Siege of Mandalore begins and Revenge of the Sith begins. And we finally see Gar Saxon, you know, the first appearance of Gar Saxon showing this all the plans true. and everything. and With that very contract. interesting Mandalorian helmet. Yes, in honor of Maul, basically. And Ahsoka... It's crazy when you think about it because all these, the, the Death Watch... And the Mandalorians, even though they answer to Almec. Yeah, he's the face. Yeah, Almec is the face, but yet everyone else still shows devotion to Maul in regard in terms of like Death Watch. Maybe not the people of Mandalore, but Death Watch really, they're all dressed up and painted in red armor. I know. Red and black armor. When did that happen? Crazy, right? It's insane how... The Mandalorians have no... The only thing that they respect is strength and power. Yeah. And they're so guided by their old ways of... The traditions. Yeah. You know, if you can overpower the leader and challenge him, you're the new leader. That's how we saw it with Maul and Vizsla. And it's crazy. It's crazy that he still has that hold on them. It just... This leads to a whole bunch of stuff going on. Because Ahsoka heads with the clones. She tracks down Maul. And Bo takes care of Almac and... It's great because now we have Maul speaking about what's going on. First of all, he wanted Kenobi. Of course he wanted Kenobi and Skywalker. He wants his revenge on Kenobi and Ahsoka gets sent there. And he's like, who is this Ahsoka Tano? Because if you really think about it, he's never met her. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy how things happen in this series. and And when you really pay attention... You're like, oh shit, these people have never interacted before. And it's it's almost like Game of Thrones in a way. Yeah. But in Game of Thrones, it's so I guess because there's less characters or whatever you or that's like the part of the show, so you know that certain characters are on different places. Yeah. But like, I'm like, wow, Ahsoka Tano's never met Maul. Like she, she knows she just of only him. knows of him and yeah. especially because obi-wan's like listen you may think he's dead he may not be dead you i know? killed him i've cut him in half and he still came back but 
basically Maul speaking about that moment upon us and how the Jedi and the Republic no longer in control. That a you know? new and he says rise. how there's Darth Sidious and then he escapes. So it ends that, but it leads to now more events happening in Revenge of the Sith of Obi-Wan about to speaking. uh he's going he's about to go over uh to get Grievous on Utapau. Yeah. Dooku is dead by Anakin. You have Anakin going to ch- uh, spy on the Chancellor. Chancellor. And Ahsoka's not happy with it. No. Because she knows the friendship that he they've had. It's it's so crazy how all of this like goes down. And Maul finds out more about Ahsoka because he takes Jesse hostage. And probes have, his mind. Yeah, you have Saxon kill Almec. So things can't be found out, but Almec reveals that Kenobi and Skywalker were needed because he needed to kill Anakin for everything. And then now Ahsoka wants to figure out what the hell's going on, which leads her to go back after Maul and Maul talking to all his syndicate leaders to go into, go into hiding. hiding. Now, did you notice this Easter egg cameo? Are you ready for my Easter egg cameo right now? I already know it. Oh, wait, wait, you mean... Rob's Easter eggs. Dun, 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 dun. Dryden Voss was in that hologram. Whoa. Wow. Dryden Voss. The big character in Solo. Oh, you mean the big baddie that we find out is not really the big baddie? Cause yeah. Cause Maul is the real one Maul in charge. is the real big baddie. But just a little point out to Dryden Voss right there. Well, that's one of uh, Rob's Easter eggs for the day. Dun, 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 dun. And it's crazy because... so. They all now together where it's in the throne room. Maul's there. And it's basically now coming down to Maul and Ahsoka having the conversation. Because Rex and Bo have to go deal with this. They have to go deal with what goes on out there. The battle. I love like this whole interaction between Maul and Ahsoka. Because basically, Maul is saying, Join me. Together, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Though it wouldn't be father and father son. Father and son, it would just be, yeah. But them joined together, a lot of that, you know what a lot of that reminds me of? Tom. Kylo Ren. And Ray. Ray. Yep, I agree. Like, this was so pivotal. He tried, yeah, him trying to recruit her. Telling like, her that Anakin has always been the secret. He's been long groomed for his role. It's crazy. And Ahsoka doesn't believe this for shit. She yeah. does not believe it at all. But we get, I think, one of the greatest the encounters. Yeah, it's probably one of the best fights. Oh, amazing duel between Ahsoka and Maul. Just talking about how they never interacted with each other. And now they are battling Yeah, they're other. fighting one-on-one. And they, they face off. And he tells her, ah, you have Kenobi's arrogance. <laughs> and it's crazy when they face each other. And she won't join him. And it comes down to eventually when Maul is caught by her in the force, he says, no, let me die. Yeah. Let me die. And she's like, when the, when they're, no. Yeah, when their fight gets to its climax and they're hanging on the top of those rafters and she captures him, you know, he's about to fall and she captures him with the force. And he's like, let me go. He's bugging out. I know. And he is... He's going insane. He's caught. Thank God. Maul is finally captured. Mandalore is free. And it yeah. belongs to the Mandalorians. Once again. For, for now. Yeah, for, for now, we can say. But we finally have a big part of Revenge of the Sith show up. 
I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. The Jedi. We get to see who was on the other side of that call, how that the call looked on the other and side. And it's crazy because when I rewatched the movie the other day, when that scene happens and they're explaining it and it's Kiati, Mundi, Yoda, and Mace, when they finish talking, the scene goes away and I was like, holy crap, Ahsoka just walked in now. That's how that literally all plays out. It amazes me. Like that all that happens to a darker place, this will carry us, Yoda says with everything. And Ahsoka walks in and... She did her duty as a citizen. Not as a Jedi. And Mace was like, as a citizen? You mean a citizen? Tell me. It puts it that way where she doesn't, she's not allowed to know anything that goes on. especially Which is kind of messed up. It's like. It is. It's the hubris of the Jedi. They think that because they're Jedi and other people are not, that they're excluded from being in the loop. Bro. Who cares if she's a citizen? Yeah, bro. Who cares about your little fraternity? She just caught you, Darth Maul. Or Maul now. But still, she just caught you, this guy. So show some respect, I think, if you ask me. You also screwed her over. Yeah. Oh, you could be a Jedi Knight by coming back into the council. This was your test. Shut the fuck up. Ass white. Oh. And then when everyone gets off the call and it's just Ahsoka and Yoda... She doesn't say anything that Maul told her. Anything. Yoda, yeah, and Yoda knows. Because Yoda saw it. Yoda saw it all. He knew, he knew, he he probably figured out once the issue at Maul popped up, he was like, this is it. This is the end game. Yeah. Amazing how both of them knew everything. Does nothing. Which is, I mean, it's powerful, the fact that he does nothing because he's letting things work its natural course. Like, he's almost punishing the Jedi in a weird psycho point of view. Things got out of hand. They did. And things now are about to get out of hand. Seriously. Way out of hand. Because now they're making their way back. To Coruscant. Now on the cruiser. And I got to ask you. So, we know Order 66 is literally about to happen. When you see Maul in this Mandalorian entrapment, do you think when he meditates there, he knows what is to come, like he's preparing himself to die, in a sense. Because obvi- we, we know Maul obviously doesn't die here. But- yes and no. Okay. I think he's, I think he knows what's going to happen. I think he's, because Maul was stuck on that planet for 10 years, it seems as if he has this amazing sense of clairvoyance and patience. And we see that throughout the series. He's patient to get back at it. It's true. Patient for his revenge, no less. Revenge for, for Obi-Wan. So I think he's waiting. He's trying to see, he's trying to predict what's going to happen within the force. And so he can. He's trying to figure out how to live. Yeah. What the next path is. Okay. What his options can be. But we cut to the bridge and Ahsoka and Rex have this. Have a a nice moment. I think. It's a really great moment. It's the most touching moment of the series. Because I agree with what Ahsoka's saying here. Obviously. And it's sad. It's sad when you think about it. It is. Because Rex is saying, well, if there was no war, then we wouldn't exist. And that's how Ahsoka says, that's a good point. You know, this is a good thing that they are here. And I agree with her that the Jedi are soldiers. You don't have a status as a Jedi with being a general. If you're not a soldier, part of a battalion or a legion. You have a rank. How How are you? Also, how are you bringing peace? When you're, you're bringing, yeah, when you're fighting a war, when you're leading to conflict. Like, it's insane that the Jedi never put that together. They and never stopped for a moment to realize it. Yeah. Like, for me, this is what 
them talking there and like the appreciation of the clones and stuff, you really come to a deeper appreciation for people like Rex, Vibes, Cody, Echo. All, all that, you know? all the clones that you've encountered throughout this series and you, most of them you've built a connection with because they are returning characters. Yeah, and it, it's true. Ahsoka and Rex couldn't have asked for better friends for each other. They really couldn't have. That's so true. And it's such a crazy touching moment because now it leads to Maul feeling the disturbance and Ahsoka feeling hearing what's going on. The famous unlimited power. Don't listen to him, Anakin. And you hear execute order 66. And Rex is the only one who says, yes, Lord Sidious. Like he knew once it was activated, Lord Sidious. Because in Revenge of the Sith, when I rewatched it the other day, Cody only says, yes, my lord, mm. when it happened. And Rex is the only one who goes, yes, Lord Sidious. I'm pretty sure everyone uh, responded differently. So it's just interesting that he, like, the chip activated. That he, he yeah, the, the chip name. activated. And he, it was this is like, the first time he's ever seeing this person. Same with all the other clones. This is and, also true. But Rex can fight it because right away he's connecting it to Fives when he says it to Ahsoka, struggling to, like, not kill her and not shoot her. Like, it's amazing. And who would have thought, like, Ahsoka would release Dark Mole on this ship? Go cause to chaos. Do, yeah, the one thing he's good at. I, the, the shedding of the tear for Rex right there. Oh, that kills me. I was it like, breaks me every crap. time. Like, it's actually, like, hurting him inside. Yeah, it's killing like, him, man. Holy it's... crap. It's amazing how this all comes back to the arc at the beginning of Season 6. And Ahsoka now gets the help of these droids looking up the whole thing of fives. Droids and for the save again. I love how Anakin's code is 8108 because that's the premiere date of the Clone Wars movie. So, you know, August 10th, 2008. Great little Easter egg cameo oh, right there. You mean another one of Rob's Easter eggs. Dun, 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 dun. It's amazing that Rex had his own like file in there and now Ahsoka knows that she's got to get this chip out of him. And it's so amazing her capturing him. And when they do this, I am oh, one with I'm the force. Oh, I'm one the force. And the force is with me. me. I'm one oh, with the force. The force is one Amazing. With me. And they both say it together. Unbelievable. And Rex Because it's a nice little brothers. callback. It's a nice callback to Rogue One. Yeah. And the Temple Guards. And even though they're not force, they're force sensitive, but they're not strong in the force to use it. And it's so funny you mentioned the callback to Rogue One because while Maul's wreaking chaos on the ship, him running through that hallway was like Darth Vader in Rogue One with the lightsaber killing all those rebels. Yeah, and he's just doing it to the storm, um, the stormtroopers, the clone troopers with just the force, not even the a force, lightsaber, not even his lightsaber with the force. Doesn't need it. Doesn't need so, it. He did a great job causing chaos, that's for sure. He blew up the hyperdrive. And it's amazing that the clones don't care about their lives. They know they have to kill anyone who's a Jedi. They turn into mindless droids. They do not care about their own lives going down. And they turn well, into what Krell wanted them to be, I guess. In a sense, it's what Krell foresaw. And Ahsoka doesn't want to kill any of these people. And Rex, I, I cried when Rex was like, I hate to tell you this, but they don't care. And when he takes that helmet off, I'm just like, bro, these, these are my manly tears right now. Your manly tears? These are my regular tears because I'm <laughs> crying all the fucking time. That was so touching because they're able to get through a battle of clones 
by not killing any of them. Yeah, just by stunning them, reflecting. And, and I like the teamwork because Ahsoka deflecting the blaster, Rex right there ready to shoot. Amazing. Set to stun and everything. And it truly is amazing how Ahsoka lets go of Maul. She lets him go. She knows she's got to save Rex right away. It's not her path. You know, it was It's sad. interesting how without throughout the series in the Star Wars universe, Jedi are always talking about, well, this is not my path. Like she knew, like at that moment, you can tell she became a knight. Yeah. She let go of Easily. that. She knew that wasn't her mission. She knew that wasn't the goal. But it's truly amazing because these two managed to escape by defeating all the clones, but not killing them. We lose our droids, of, oh, course. of course. You know, it usually happens. Our friend Darth Maul is now making his way into hiding of his crime syndicate and everything. But, yeah, with his uh, gangsters. Yeah, but they do the honorable thing, Rex and Ahsoka. They go back to the planet right away as everyone died, and they buried everyone. Yeah. They, they don't just... care that they were trying to kill them. They, And that's, that's crazy. Like, that's heavy stuff right there, because think about it. You, these are people you fought with, you know, that have risked their lives with you. They just finished trying to murder you. And now you have to bury them. And they put the helmets up. And Ahsoka leaves her lightsaber behind to basically, in a sense, fake her death. And we get a, we get a quick flashback. Uh, not flashback. Flash forward. Big flash forward. We see Vader. Right away. Yeah. It, it's amazing that we what do you, what do you see think him right away. Ending? This series. Not even like the finale of this season, but like the series finale. I like it. I really do. I enjoyed it. Knowing, I love that we got an appearance of Darth Vader in the Clone Wars because this basically, to me, him going to this planet, I think he's hunting remaining Jedi at the moment. That's what I believe it to be. And I think, yeah, I think he got a tip. He's investigating it, yeah. And the lightsaber is supposed to make him believe that someone's dead. I also have another theory. It might not be a tip. Connection through the Force? No. In the comics that they have in the latest run of Vader comics, it teases the idea that Vader is infamous for going on his own little missions. Behind the Emperor's back. Yeah. The first mission he goes on, which the story still has to, it'll come out next week, next uh, uh, Wednesday, is he uncovers the body of Padme, where Padme's buried. I think I know what you're talking about. It's the number five, I think, is going to get released. Yeah, number five or six. But that whole thing of he discovered Padme is still alive. He launched his own investigation. He went to the debt, like crime scene, everything with her apartment and it covered. So it wouldn't surprise me if he had his own little mission hunting down Ahsoka because it's plausible. what does he do? He takes the lightsabers. Why would Vader need those lightsabers to keep his mementos? Yeah. And also when he looks up at the owl, most times when we see Vader in the, in Rebels, we never see the eyes. No, we see the eye here. You, here you get a glimpse of his eyes. And he's looking up at Moray. Like, it's crazy. And this is how you know Mortis is, like, real. Mortis the, happened. The, life, e- the life essence of the Force. It was out of balance. So, you know, I feel like Moray, him, like, we know that's Moray. So that's to show us that Ahsoka's alive because that's the connection to Mortis and the daughter. A phenomenal job. I love the revival. It all coming back. It's just nostalgia for me. It's nostalgia. It's gratification because yeah. it's an ending. It's I like when series that I grow attached to 
and I fall in love with end in such a perfect way where I can say, I feel good about that ending. I don't have to, I don't get out of here feeling cheated out of anything. It's third time's a charm. It took us a third series finale. But I don't even count those as series finales because those weren't the endings to the story. Those were only supplemental endings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To a, like, yeah. like the, like with season five, that was a cancellation. I knew that. Yeah. You know that. I knew that wasn't how the six. story. Yeah. And then season six, they said it intentionally. Lost missions. Mm-hmm. And then, so I, I didn't think that was the. I mean, you know, you think that at the time you're like, oh, this is the end of the Clone Wars, and even with that ending, I was okay with it. But to get this, this is the final, final, this is the intention. This was the final they piece had. of the puzzle. Yeah. That we needed. And if this on. was the final piece, I, this was an amazing final piece. It sews up everything and leads us into things that will happen in the Rebels cartoon series. Yeah. And even in the Mandalorian. It's and true. the greater, you know, even in the original trilogies. But there we are. We have made it. We've done the Clone Wars. This party's over. That was the Clone Wars. And we make it to our news. So I'll reiterate Mandalorian season two premiere October 30th. October 30th. And one more bit of news we got about Kenobi. Oh, yeah. What have we got? More rumors? More hearsay? More little... So we knew it was going to be a limited series. Um, we now know it's official where it's a one season limited series. Totally content with it. I hope we get some really good answers from this. I hope we see Maul die. That's who I. That's exactly what I want. I want the twin sons in Obi Wan's perspective. I also hear that the uh, because show is supposed just, to start filming in uh, spring of 2021. So this yeah. is what my little birdies tell me. You know, I yeah, I, I feel it through the force. You know, I, I I meditate and the force opens up pathways for me. I just I want to see this perspective of Kenobi and Maul from Kenobi's perspective, and for him to just be like. Sith Lords are our speciality. I also so, just want to see what Ben was like. Not even Obi-Wan. I just want to see what Ben Kenobi was like. Like, when did he decide to assume the name Ben? How did his training with Qui-Gon go? Yeah. I, there's a lot of big things. A lot of big things. Go oh, It's so, insane. But your clone trooper, Robbie Rockets, 12617, is signing off. And it's your Jedi Knight, the dude, Dario. I just want to wish you all... May the force be with you always.